Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio for episode 330, November 14th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Trevor. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. And I'm Adriel. And, and I'm special guest host, Jason Gallon. Look at that. I don't even have to introduce him. He's like he's like he, a pro at this now. Johnny, I know the ropes. He, he, yeah, he knows the ropes. He knows when to jump in. That's very good. Welcome, Gallon. How you doing? I'm doing well. Um, bad news. You will not be telling story time tonight. What? We got really? an email. Gallon, we got an email from YouTube that wants us to specify whether or not our content <laughs> is child-friendly. That's a true, true story. I can forward you the email. So as a result, unfortunately, we won't have story time with Gallon tonight. Uh, I know. Hey, Gallon, stay after. Right? The after party. <laughs> we should go. do a Patreon episode. Listeners, if you're a Patreoni and you want Storytime with Gallon as a Patreon-only episode, let us know and we will make that happen for you. We care that little about you that we, really? will, uh, we will do that for you. <laughs> yeah. So, Gallon, um, before we get into uh, what's going on and what we did in guns, you should know that at my birthday party where you performed live for us, and I do refer to it as a performance because it really is like having our own personal stand-up comedian with us everywhere we go. Um, we streamed that to the internet at 1.30 in the morning. It was over an hour. It's still on my Facebook, and I'm getting comments on the daily. The person I work with in my real-life job job watched job the job. whole watched the whole bloody thing. Couldn't wait to talk to me about it. <laughs> 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 nice. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Mike Mike Island from the Reloading Podcast. Oh he God! Got, he, yeah, oh. I know, right? Oh, he's like dear. every time I see Gallon, my children are around, so there is no story time. So I, he said he thanked us for for live streaming that. So so anyway, listeners, Hi, if if you're not squeamish and are a bad person, then I uh, I would if you're interested, the story time of Gallon birthday episode is is on my Facebook still. Let's go dig through it. Bad person? They don't have to be a bad person. They just have to be open. Oh, oh that's it. There are there are levels of openness, and uh, and you know if you're that open, I think you're a bad person. Really? <laughs> oh, bye, Gallon. So See ya. judgmental. I know. Judgy, what do you judgy. mean? Don't be judgy. Don't, and I can I do don't... other podcasts if they want to reach out to the show. You guys can whore me out to other shows. Oh, jeez. Good choice of words, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, uh, I'll get the T-shirt out of the way. You guys have been asking me. Uh, Adriel didn't because Adriel doesn't like me. He doesn't care about stuff. But we're, everybody we're else, all if we're all wearing different T-shirts and different fashion things. So, what are you well, wearing? Uh, you guys were, were asking about this one. This was a birthday present from listener and Ipsic buddy of mine, uh, Jeremy Kane. And oh, really? it is 
a Kui t-shirt. It actually nice. has a pitch orange and it has a um, picture of the Kui factory on it. It says H Kui and a picture of the factory machine and arms company made in Canada. So I'm wearing my Kui shirt tonight. Neat. Yeah. Super cool t-shirt for, I mean, it's nerdy, right? It's super nerdy. Kind of like you. I have aspects of my personality that are somewhat nervous. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm incredibly jealous of that shirt. As well you should be. You, you could just make one. Yeah. Why don't you make one? <laughs> Jason has a habit of making his I'm shirts. going to. There yeah. you go. Make one. Yeah. All right. So, Kelly, you really want to play what, what the host is wearing or are we moving on? Sure. Why not? Okay. What are you wearing, Kelly? I'm wearing my Waco Tactical Fitness shirt which is uh, WTF Uh, it is from the trip that we did five years ago was it five years four four years ago down to uh, Waco Texas where we decided that we were going to so we spent a weekend in Waco Texas doing an instructor boot camp for Project Appleseed then we went and spent a week with Tim Krosno never never again the same after that no which was fantastic because it was in San Antonio. And then we drove back 32, 40 hours or something like that overnight. And then we decided that we were going to do Project Maple Seed. We pushed the go button. Amazing. Yep. So that's the shirt that I'm wearing. It's Waco cool. Tactical. What the F? <laughs> <laughs> so Waco Tactical, what they do is it's a biathlon that they do. So you can do either of on purpose, on purpose. So it's um, PRS, mm-hmm. um, but it is you build in a run with it. So it's five miles, ten miles, uh, twenty miles. You run oh, with like all. Yeah. You run with all of your ammo, your guns, and everything, and basically you just shoot a PRS match as you go. Oh, so you wouldn't want to take the like the the eighteen pound PRS rifle out for that. Mm-hmm. You'd want something uh-huh. a little bit lighter to, exactly. to jog with, and a good yeah. sling, right? So instead of having like an AR-10, what if you had an AR-15 that shot 308 bullets? Wouldn't that be a thing? Huh? Well, mm. We should talk about that later. Okay. That doesn't sound like you like the ballistics would be that good. Shut your face. That's how good they are. Yeah. So the guys down in Waco Tactical Fitness just want to give them a shout out. They're fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Cool. So uh, Gallon? I, no, 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 no. I indulged Let's talk you. about Gallon no, shirt. No, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gun show. I'm wearing a gun shirt. You're kind of wearing a gun shirt. Gallon, go ahead. Tell Gallon's us what you wearing are. a gun shirt. This is, this is turning into the dumbest segment ever. Well, when we were on the uh, Maple Seed Tour, we went to a range in Saskatchewan, and we got these really cool... Blaze Orange hoodies. Blaze Orange zip-up hoodies from the Valley Trails Wildlife Federation. Shout out to Sorry. Ryan... Or, sure, Shout out to Ryan B. Temps. So then I added my CCFR patch to make it my own. And I was recently voted mayor of the town based on how well I'm dressed. That <laughs> yeah. seems like a likely story. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, Gallon, do you, did you get your RSO patch? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You are, you're the only one, like no one else has an RSO patch. That's right. You sew that on there. Mm-hmm. Cool. I, I got so many other pieces of clothes I can sew things on. <laughs> So I just got a new on. maple seed sweater. You should um you don't should even deface that thing. There's a new defacing, it's improving. <laughs> Gallon, there's a, a an invention out there you want to look into called Velcro. And so 
As a result, you no longer have to sew stuff. Okay, he doesn't sew. His mom sews it on him for him. Shh. <laughs> That's true, We're isn't to it? Say that. It's yeah, true, it's isn't true. it? It is. Yeah. My mom and Autumn, they do my sewing. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now can we move on? Which segments are we in right now? We're we're about to <laughs> jump into what we did this week in guns. What we did this week in guns is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. The Calgary Shooting Center's third annual Christmas gun special is out. It's live. It's rolling. Check this out. This year is uh, Christmas classic lethal weapon. So your lethal Sweet. weapon. Oh, it's amazing. Your lethal oh weapon God. kit includes the Beretta 92 FS, of course. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, it's this right here. You know, in case mm-hmm. you forgot what a Beretta looks like, I'm holding one up for the uh, listeners. And so it includes uh, a custom Beretta 92 FS with Cerakote red accent trim, laser engraved magazines, comes with a Nanook laser engraved uh, pistol case, two Nanook locks, and a laser engraved Beretta logo, and a Beretta hat. You got to go. Well, we'll actually post pictures of this. I got a live for people. They can see it right now. Perfect. Great. All right. So. Okay. I have a question. What's laser? What's engraved on the uh, megs? It's like you're in my head. I'm, I guess is you often do this to me. I'm literally about to say what something is, and then you interrupt me to ask me what I'm about to say. It's the it's weirdest thing. It's bad that we share a brain. You know it that, is. right? It really is. It really is. So um, the uh, magazines are engraved, Kelly, with um, some of Mel Gibson's lines from the movie. So, you know, like we had uh, Merry Christmas, I Have a Machine Gun 2 was, you know, one of the famous lines from... Bruce Willis's movie from Die Hard. Die they Hard. did Die Hard last year. So this year, they have one of Mel Gibson's famous quotable lines, and it is, this is a real badge, I'm a real cop, and this is a real gun. And then the other one, of course, is, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, that was Danny Glover's line. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's right, it yeah. was, too, yeah. So your your magazines are engraved with those lines from the movies. and um, That was yeah. such a good movie. It Before was. Mel Gibson went all crazy. It's almost I, that time know, of the year to, to watch it again, too, right? You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Christmas. it's not Christmas until I see Hans Die Hard. fall off Nakatomi Plaza. Then it's Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah. Truly, truly a classic Christmas movie. But Lethal, we- Lethal Weapon is also a Christmas classic. Yes, it because is. it all takes place at Christmas as well. Remember, mm-hmm. they go into Roger Murtaugh's house and he's got the tree and everything going on. So it's Christmas movie too. Yeah, Very that's, seasonal. That's why this is a, that's why this movie was chosen, Kelly. But I mean, I don't want to point out the obvious, but I'm going to point out the obvious because it's what I do. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. Thanks, Kelly. They're not mm-hmm. all Christmas movies. Nope. Nope. Not all three are. Something about the other one, though. More just can't three. seem to get away. He's always trying to get home for Christmas, so. I know. So anyway, um, yeah, and there's only three of these guys. So if you want to snag three? one up, you will have one of three in Canada. I promised two to Kelly, so you should probably get a hold of the other one while you can. <laughs> so that's a big smile. Love it. All right. Let's move on to what we did this week in guns. Um, I have been getting after my dry fire game. As I said last week, I've got the Ben Stoger dry fire book. So I'm going through um, some of the dry fire drills. Um, This week, I progressed to the one where you present your gun. So this is my Phoenix Redback, of course, production optics gun. Present the gun to target. 
put your finger on the trigger, but don't prep the trigger. And when the timer goes beep, press the trigger. And the goal is to learn to isolate the trigger finger from the hand, press the trigger with just enough force required to set it off without disrupting the sight. Like we've heard people say before, you know, if you hit a three pound trigger with eight pounds of pressure, stuff's going to move. So it really gets you to slow down, concentrate, and focus on what your front side does when you press the trigger straight back and then adjust the trigger pull accordingly so that you develop a new muscle memory where you're only ever pressing the trigger with the amount of force required to press it. So for me, going from a two-pound 1911 trigger single action to a double-action single-action gun, even in single action, this is three pounds, Oh, Nelly, I'm on a learning curve, um, but it's going <laughs> the, well. The three-pound single action is too much for you? <laughs> it's, well, it's not as much as the eight-pound, you know, and the reach is a little long for my for my fingers, so I'm really, you know, I mean, I'm getting it. It's going to go well, but I'm on a learning curve. Just, oh. just keep the trigger prepped as you move. That's it. Move with my finger on the trigger, like always like, like that. Always ready. Yeah. 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 And I just lost my range master status. Thanks. <laughs> I was uh, aiming to please. Yes. Like that line in Happy Gilmore, we're all dumber for having listened to what you just said. May God have mercy <laughs> on your soul. So, uh, oh man, I did a major cleanup downstairs in the reloading room so I could start my reloading projects. Major cleanup, like 12 bags of trash and stuff. And then once it was all tidied up, I set up another reloading uh, bench. So uh, we talked about that last week where I was going to do it while I did it and I've been reloading like crazy. We had... Um, Saturday, Sunday, Monday was Remembrance Day. Tuesday was a snow day, and I was down there for an average of 12 hours a day while I was uh, in there doing stuff. And one of the things, so I reloaded a bucket of 308 on my Dylan 650 in my X die, small base die. Man, that'll work. That's a workout when you've got, when you're resizing 308 in a small base die, one after the other after the other. But uh, it's all federal match uh, brass, so it's going to go through my. AR-10. I got that done. And then I started to uh, do the same process for 9mm. Black Sheep Brass has got me spoiled. Working with processed brass is the only way to do it. Anything else is for suckers. It's time-consuming. It's dirty, right? When you can just take a bag of brass that's already processed, and by processed, I mean cleaned and resized. It goes through your press like butter. Everything goes in the case gauge. You got no rejects. It's wonderful. I'm out of it. I'm waiting for a big order to arrive. They're supposed to send me 200,000 pieces. I'm supposed to start selling it like I used to the X-Metal stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so in the meantime, I decided to make my own. So I've taken these buckets of clean 9 mil, dumped them into my case feeder, and I just put in my EGW undersized die. So not only am I resizing it, I'm resizing an undersized die. And just as it comes out of the press, I dump it into my wet tumbler. So I'm going to have resized in the undersized die cleaned in the stainless steel tumbler brass ready to go for this winter. So I'm going to do, I can't even put a number on it. It's just buckets and buckets, like four large kitty litter buckets of nine mil brass. Um, you got to get to the point like uh, uh, Mitchellek where he's, he's got that cement mixer that he fills up with yeah. two, two, three brass. Yep. Yeah. He would. That's crazy. Um, so then the other thing I did while I was down there, I loaded up some 308, um, I did a dummy round of two, two, three with a uh, 70 grain spear. So that, that's it here. That's what those are going to look like. The, um, soft point, 70 grain spear, 
the, I'm developing a load for my Hawa, a mini action, which I have yet to fire, which is sacrilegious, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, seems short. I'm using the Hornady overall gauge. I got to double check that before I actually go live. Today, I took home from the shop um, two more boxes of bullets for my 7.62x40WT. We'll talk about that a little bit later. I brought home a new set of uh, Hornady dies and the... Um, the adapter that goes on the top of the micrometer to really fine tune your overall length. So this is this is much nicer than what I had been using before. I've got some good resizing dies. I've got a, a Dylan and I've got a, a X die, and then I recently picked up a small base X die. So I have an uh, an X die in two two three that surplus to my needs. If there's a listener out there looking for one, the only seating die. Well, I had the Dylan seating die, and I had the uh, one of the RCBS seating dies. But now I've got a nice set of Hornady dies and this micrometer to fine tune things. I got the Redding competition seating die with the micrometer on it for 308. Oh man, I loaded uh, 60 rounds of 178 grain 308 for my bolt action on the weekend as well. So lots of reloading. But the most exciting thing that I did with reloading was I created um, my first live. 7.62 by 40 WT rounds. Mm. And that's really important that I got these done because today or tomorrow at the latest my modern sporter is going in the mail so i will have my modern sporter i got my barrel the only thing left is a 936 adjustable gas block and it was ordered through the calgary shooting center and the the stuff came from the company and it wasn't in the box oh break my heart so i'm currently i think i found just a cheap one that's non-adjustable. I'm going to buy it anyway because I'm, I can't wait. I'm, I'm not patient enough to wait. So, all right. So for the listeners, I apologize. You won't be able to see this. This is the visual. But for anyone watching live on the YouTubes, so let me um, let me do a little show and tell here. So um, here we have, you know, a 308. So there's a 308. There's a 223 next to the 308. And next to that is the infamous, famous 300 blackout okay so the 300 blackout is a uh, 223 case trimmed down and necked up to take a 308 bullet now this is the 7.62 by 40 so i will compare it here to the 300 blackout so that you can see how much more case volume case capacity the 7.62 by 40 has compared to the 300 blackout yeah, just just take the and I'll take just the, drop stuff all over the place. Take the three hundred blackout and add like uh, a half inch of uh, of case on it, and that's that's you've got it. Yeah, so I'm holding them up there in front of the camera so the listeners or the viewers can actually see it on YouTube. So I thought you put uh, the pictures on Instagram. I was going to pull up your uh, your. Picture. I sure did. Yeah, I did. They're uh, is that under Trevor or under Slamfire? Because I looked on both. I can't see it. Really. Hmm. There, um, you commented, Adriel. You totally. were like, "Oh, this." Is- yeah, yeah. So Where- it's either on one or the other. But I mean, I Instagram every day, so it may be down in the list right oh, now. Oh, right? I found it. I found it. You've got it under. Uh, uh, it was just under a post. There we go. Okay. Now I've got it like biggie sides for people, so they can kind of see what it looks like. But yeah, it adds about a. Is that a half inch? Maybe three quarters of an inch. More case. More case length. I go uh, which half inch. You'd say half inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it makes it very clear why you'd want to do that. <laughs> yeah, over the three hundred blackout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and somebody asked, um, you know, and they were like, not being a smart ass. Why? 
you know, why would you, why would you do that? So if you want to shoot 30 cal bullet out of an AR platform, typically you have to go to an AR-10. Well, not with this round. This round allows you to shoot 30 cal bullets out of an AR-15 size rifle at velocities between 2,400 and 2,700 feet per second. All right. That's for That's pretty for light bullets, though. That's like... for a 110. Now, uh, 2,700 for the 110, 2,400 for the 125. So, yes, it's it's a light bullet. I mean, you can get 168 grains out of 308 going at that at that speed, but you're still you know you're still at 308 speeds. You're still at at 30 cal um, diameter for your for your bullet. So, um, it will take down um, medium sized game. Like I wouldn't shoot anything bigger than a black bear or a deer. It's meant for shooting hogs in the United States. That's one of the reasons why this caliber was developed. So um, for those people that have been listening, going probably all the way back to the Canadian Reload Radio days, they know that I've been just infatuated with this cartridge ever since I discovered it. Um, what, so now, now that I've seen that, why did they even develop the 300 Blackout? Because that This one- came after. But why did the three hundred right. like why for the three hundred blackout? I get it. Because they're using two two three cases, they're using an AR platform. Why didn't they just like cut it off a little bit longer? Well, um, this one shoots bullets up to one hundred and fifty grain. Apparently, the seven point six two does as well. I've yet to see any load data for that. But the three hundred blackout is suppressed and subsonic at one hundred and fifty. Right, and this is why the 300 blackout has the nickname the 300 uh, dropout, because I mean it just drops off. Right, it's 150 grains going subsonic. I thought they so used like a, a, a big heavy bullet for the suppressed ones too. Only 150, as far as I know, they don't go any heavier than 150 in the blackout. Hmm. So, but, I mean, you could do that with the other one. Just run like a yep a powder yep. appropriate powder. Yep. If you run 150 in the 7.62 by 40, then uh, it's uh, suppressed as well. Still going to have more downrange stank on it than a 300 dropout. So, so anyway, um, listeners are going to get sick about hearing about this project because every week there's going to be something, right? Now the ammo is rolling. Um, I started off with 125 grain Hornady SST bullets. They're hunting bullet. Um, I use the 165 of my 30-06 loads. The problem with that bullet is it has cantalore. So I loaded to the cantalore. Unfortunately, that was longer than the 2.250 that I need, which yeah. is the max, to fit in the magazine. So I shortened them and crimped them around, and yeah. so the cantalore is down in the neck now, whatever. I think, I think some of the subsonic ones for the for the 300 Blackout are like 210, 220, like right around there. They use big, heavy oh, bullets, yeah? but they're just oh, super okay. slow, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. You could you know, probably do the same thing in yours. Like I wouldn't like there's no there's nothing holding you not. back from just jamming it in there further, right? Yep. And like you said, it's all about, you know, and you the still got more case powder. capacity. Yeah. Hmm. Um so tonight I brought home one ten grain uh V Max bullets hmm. and one ten grain Sierra Varmeter bullets. So again, both hunting bullets, right? Um, I'll be loading up some test rounds of those too. Like I loaded up 53 or something last night of these 125 SSTs uh, with the lowest powder charge of Alliance 1680, which was 23 grains. And I did that just simply to break in the barrel. I'm not worried about accuracy. I'm just going to go to the range and 
go through a break-in process on my barrel. Mm -hmm. Once uh, that's done, then I'll actually start some load development by going, you know, 0.2 of a grain or whatever and do ladder testing, et cetera, and so on. So, um, oh, and then went to a gun club meeting and uh, got approval from the gun club for us to host the charity shoot. So it's, I mean, it was already announced. So it was just a rubber stamp. The 10th annual podcast network charity shoot will be at the Rescuers Gun Club. It'll be on Saturday, the 4th of July. The um, charity, I don't know if we want to announce it yet because I have a family member of the charity scheduled to come on, but we haven't spoken like two months. Is the charity, so is the charity for you? Like, is that why is your, is yeah. your wife coming on to talk yeah. about like to talk about how yeah. I need cooies and nylon 66s? Yeah. 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 The, yeah. the nylon 66 is now too. Yeah. It's gonna, now a thing. That's yeah. it gets expensive having to buy it, one it of every kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm, mm -hmm. I think I need six, but you're like, no, you only need three. Yeah. I think so, but like I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I would go, gonna go for the brown one next. And if it happens to be an American one, great. If it happens to be Canadian, you know what I mean? Go, you know, color first country awards in second. Good, good and luck if I end finding up, that nuclear green one. Well, that was the hardest one and I got it. No, this is the light green. There's a nuclear, like weird green one. Mm, I've been reading up on Nylon 66 collector forums and websites and I, huh, interesting. I will look again. That's wonderful. Why this are you collecting one, these? Um, well, it's an I, addiction. I, I, He's got a problem. I got a problem. Yeah. The, the yeah, nylon apparently 66, there's some kind of problem. The nylon 66 gallon is an iconic firearm. It's a well-known firearm. It's really cool in the fact that uh, the entire thing is, is made out of this product nylon 66. And um, they, uh, so I wanted one, right. And I would have been content to just get a regular one like filthy gut, but this one ended up being the Seneca green. And there was only 42,500 of the Seneca green made. So I was like, oh, cool. I scored a good one, right? Only. Well, compared to the brown ones, yeah, only 42,500. Compare that to how many SKSs were made. Come on, man. The 42,500 of one particular firearm is a drop in the bucket. So I like right off, you. Right off the but bat. You started they, with the Cooies. Uh -huh. Now you're into the it's, nylon 66s. Which some people would say is a step up. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a, a collection of $30 guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why you don't come on often. Anyway, but I could, so, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll throw the, uh, I just t uh, sent you the colors on Facebook. I'll, I'll put the colors uh, in front of people so they can see, but there's like a okay. brown, there's a kind of a greeny brown, and then there's a nuclear green, real weird looking one. And there's also the black tomahawk one, hmm. which yeah. is black and chrome. Yeah. So the three that I want are the black, the brown, the black and chrome, the brown and the green. But now you're saying there's this ridiculous nuclear color one. And then there's magazines. Now he has to go and find one. Oh my goodness. Look at that. That's hideous. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they took over, like took whatever nylon 66 pellets they had in the factory. They're like, oh, this looks like terrible. It's like, yeah, I just. Melt them in. Remington will take it. Just melt them yeah, in and, and hand them it. over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I love you too, William Ross. That's hilarious. Um. Okay, maybe we'll come back to those <laughs> later. Uh, let's see. 
now I got to find more things to talk about because of William's comment, just because I'm a spiteful douche. Uh, okay, so that's all done. We'll talk more about the um, charity event here shortly. Actually, I, well, basically, we can skip it in upcoming events now. Uh, and then I went to work at the gunsmith tonight. Um, I found out that you cannot stop a polishing wheel with 140 grit wheel on it with your ring finger. That's that's what happens. You get what's called an abrasion. So that was a good time. Um, yeah, that's it for me for now. Um, Gallon, how would you like to go next? You want to bring us up to speed on what you've been doing like since maybe the last time? Yeah, sure. I can do that. Cool. I've uh, been doing quite a bit of hunting lately. I got an archery stand not far from my place. And then all my deer backed off like a couple of weeks ago. Like I had deer coming steady, steady, steady. The season opened and then pow, everybody's gone. Right. Now, like day one of the hunt, season. You hunt with a bow. I know, I've, I've not known if we've ever covered this, a crossbow, a bow, or do you just hunt from an archery type stand with a gun? Crossbow. Okay, cool. I've yet to take anything with it. All right. So, uh, all the deer disappeared. So me and my hunting partner were both on vacation this week and next week. So we've been taking some little tours down towards Sussex and Anagans and Portage Vale and those areas. So today we took a day off. We've been driving a lot, burned a lot of gas. So we said, we're going to take a day off. And I go out to check my camera and top up the bait. Yesterday we left the house at like eight o'clock and went out hunting at like eight Oh seven. There was a buck in my stand. <sighs> Seriously. Yeah, like talk about disappointed. <laughs> so I'm going to get back on that for a couple of days and I'm going to keep hunting over there. Uh, I went to the range today. Uh, I got a Winchester 190. I inherited it years ago. It's like a, a tube fed semi-automatic with a floating bolt. And I had a four power Vortex scope sitting around. So I mounted that up and I went out and I successfully zeroed it. And then I brought my 410 with me. I've got a Savage 24 oh, neat. with a receiver-mounted peep sight on it. And it's bang on at 25 yards for the 22, but I wanted to try it with the 410 slug because me and somebody was talking about hunting with a 410. And I don't think it's a great idea, but it's legal, and I think it's doable. So... uh I wanted to see where it hit in relation to my sights. Well, it was crazy low. At 25, it was about six inches under where the 22 was impacting. <laughs> and at 50 meters, it was like almost 10 inches. Yeah. So the slugs weigh a fifth of an ounce. It's the Winchester ones. I got the calculator and I figured this out the other day. So there's 16 ounces in a pound times five is 80 so 7,000 I got my calculator right now by 80 so according to my math those slugs weigh 87.5 grains I thought they'd be a lot heavier than that and according to the box I don't have a chronograph they're going at 1,830 feet per second so I think that'd pack quite a wall up just using the IPSC power factor it would have a power factor of 160 hmm so I think it'd be suitable like at really close range, like you're bird hunting and you jump a deer, but I, I, I can't get them to group at all and I can't get them to hit. And that's using a receiver sight on a shotgun. So I wasn't super impressed with that. And I went out and I brought my sub caliber insert for my hunting rifle. Let's talk about my hunting rifle first. Okay. Uh, I got, 
I got a Savage Hog Hunter. I love it. It is my dream hunting rifle, right? It's got backup sights. I like that. It is a completely blind magazine. You got to load, unload it through the top. I like that because then I'm not going to lose my mag in the woods. I lost a mag for a rifle years ago, and it's always been on my mind. Uh, I'm not going to forget my mag in my pocket. I'm not going to leave it in the truck and then walk out to the area where I'm hunting. If I have the gun and I have cartridges, I'm ready to hunt with this thing. So I've had it a couple of years and I got a subcaliber insert for it in 32 ACP. So what that is, it's a little device and you insert a 32 ACP cartridge and then you just load and fire it. And it's a little quieter than a 22, right? It's good for small game. It's good for grouse. So I wanted to check where that was hitting in relation to the scope zero and color me surprised. I drew some one inch targets and at 25 meters, it was like just on the bottom (laughs) of the one inch target. And at 50, it was like maybe a half inch low. So I mean, out to 50 meters, it's basically point of aim, point of impact with the 32 (laughs) ACP adapter. But DC Armory Cerakoted my gun. He did an awesome job with this. And then I thought I'm almost done, but I had him order me a loophole VXR 2 to 7 by 33. Anyway, with this scope and the quick detach rings and the backup sights and the blind magazine and the subcaliber insert, like I, I can kill anything going with this gun in the woods, right? It's good for partridge. It's good for rabbit. It's good for deer. I shot a moose with it last year, taking a couple of bears with it. Like, and it's not an expensive gun, right? It started as a $600 savage hog hunter that got a scope that cost more than the gun. But I mean, it's just, it's perfect right now. I'm so proud of this thing. And it's awesome. How do you feel about uh, the weight? The weight's a little heavy. They, they call it a medium contour barrel. It's only 20 inches, the barrel. And they say it's a medium, but like it, it's a, you know, it's there. It's a, a solid gun. Yeah, McClatchy had one, and that was his only concern. Was he found that it was right. quite heavy? Yeah, the weight's a little much. Uh, Gallon, move your mic down by your chin. Move you it go. by your face. <laughs> uh, Sako makes a Model 85 Black Bear, really similar gun to the you Hog actually- Hunter. Gallant, you actually made it, made it worse, man. Move your mic. <laughs> You're killing Get it down me. On, under your chin. Or up. So you stop no, popping just, into it. Just out of out of the way. Yeah, yeah just How's away that? from your face hole. Yeah, let's try that. Away from my face hole? That better? Yeah. All right, let's go with that. I'm not running the most high-tech stuff down here in the bunker, so it is what it is. <laughs> Sounds great. But you do have mimosas. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's not a hobo. He's in a bunker, but he's not a hobo. <laughs> But you were saying about weight. Uh, Sako makes an 85 Black Bear, and it's a similar rifle. It's got the backup sights, 20-inch barrel, but theirs is fluted. The only thing I didn't like about it was the removable magazine. It's funny because I got the same setup in my Hawa 1500 for my 22-250, and I just spoke to Denny about ordering the magazine conversion kit for it. Everything you said is right, but I just can't get over how slow to load and unload it is. I hate blind mags. I'll just throw my mag in my pocket and, I don't know, buy two mags. I, he still he lost the mag a while ago. He is still reminiscing about it. It's I'm gone. traumatized. He, yeah. <laughs> just like most of your girlfriends. Jeez. Uh, so while I was at the range, I uh, had a crazy thing happen. I texted what? Trevor about it earlier. So 
I get to the gun club. Uh, I live in a rural area. It's a very quiet club. You rarely see other shooters there. So I pull in. I got a coffee going. I open the gate, right? I flip the sign saying that the range is in use. I go out. I put the flag up. Range is hot. I start dragging my gear out of the car. And I'm getting everything set up on the bench. And I got my ear pros on, but the batteries are dead in them. So they're just like regular muffs. And I'm digging some cartridges out and I'm starting with the Winchester 190. You've got targets up the whole nine yards and I can hear a truck coming up the road, like pretty fast. Right? So the way my range is built is you have your shooting line. And when you're sitting at the bench to your right, there's a C can that kind of comes out and corners you in right there. And they use the C can for like maintenance stuff, lawn mowers and weed whackers and extra target stands. Buddy comes in. They have a gate there normally, but they took it down because they were doing some range maintenance with heavy equipment. So they had that out of there for the equipment to pass. Buddy comes in and literally drives out onto the range in front of me. What? And I'm standing there in shock and awe. Like he missed the open gate. He missed the sign flipped up saying the range is in use. He missed my truck park there. He missed the big red flag fluttering in the wind. And he pulls around that sea can onto the firing line. Like, I haven't started yet, but I mean, he doesn't know that. <laughs> I lost it. I went a little bit Trevor on him. Like, oh I got God. up. And it was a string of profanity. I asked him, like, are you mentally retarded? Like, verbatim, I looked, are you mentally retarded? What are you doing? And he's like, well, you shouldn't be shooting out this good. You don't know what I'm doing, right? I'm going to stop you right there. You don't know what I'm doing. You shouldn't be pulling a truck onto a hot firing line. Done. And he's like, well, you left the gate open, uh-huh, right? And? Yeah. Pre- pretty good hint that there's probably somebody on the range shooting because that's what we do at the range is we shoot things, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he starts getting uppity in my face. And I'm like, whatever, right? I'm dealing with this. So I go back to the bench. I sit down and I go to call my buddy. He's on the executive of the club. Doesn't answer the phone. So my next call, I call the president of the club. He's an older guy. He's local. And I'm like, listen, this is what just went on. These guys rolled in. They're doing something with the equipment shit. But he's like, oh, it's a maintenance area. Nope. That's the firing line, right? Thanks very much. So I said, they don't even have eyes and ears. Like, what am I supposed to do right now? Do I start shooting? Like, not care what they're doing? He said, I'm coming up. Just hang on, right? Don't get into any confrontations. So I said, okay, cool. I'll see you in a few minutes. So I hang up the phone and I'm sitting at the bench, drinking my coffee, smoking a cigarette, trying to calm down because I'm mad. Like this was beyond stupid. So uh, I wait, I wait. They keep moving some stuff. They go to leave. So I go to get their license plate. I stand up on the bench. They backed out. (laughs) Uh, I I couldn't see the back plate, right? Yeah. Greasy. So I start shooting, figuring that the president's going to show up shortly. So I do my thing with the 190, and then I check the sights on the 410. I want to see where those slugs were landing. So I shot a couple of groups of 25 and 50 with those Winchester slugs. I go back to the truck. I dig out the Savage, go back, load up some of those 32 subcaliber adapters. I fire those. Still no gunsmith. I called them at 112, and uh, it's now 230. Right. He doesn't live that far. He's just up the road. So I start packing up my stuff. I'm tearing everything down, putting everything away. I get my truck. I drive out to the road. So I call the president of the club and I go, Hey, what's going on? And he's like, Oh, Hey, uh, how you doing? So, well, pretty good. Like you're, you're coming out though. Right? Like I, I even took a video how far up the guy's tire tracks went just in case the snow melted or he tried. Cause we only got like a little skiff of snow here. 
or he tried changing the story saying, oh, I just inched up around it. Like, nah, you pulled out onto the range, buddy. So the president of the club's like, ah, he's like, it's, it's kind of sensitive. What do you mean? It's kind of sensitive. Like this guy's a moron. He's dangerously stupid to himself. It's the vice president of the club. <laughs> so he's like you guys had like a you know it's like a mutual misunderstanding like uh no there's no nope. mutual misunderstanding no, he no, is I'm, a, I'm a certified range officer mr and president. dangerous to himself yeah the president knows that but this guy here because he's on you know the volunteer committee he's like you never met him before uh, I said, no they do the meetings on tuesdays right and my shifts at work i can either work sunday monday tuesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I think they intentionally run the meetings on Tuesday so that I can't get to them just to further my my conspiracy. But man, I let him have it. There was some Trevor Furlot in the back of me just working my mouth as I'm screaming at this guy about how effing stupid he is. And he's the vice president. And he's the vice president of the club. You so, hit the go yeah. button on the vice president. You, good, yeah. good for you. Well, well he's an idiot. Get, Safety then my other buddy everyone. calls me. Yeah. And he's like, he finally calls me back. The first guy that I call on the executive. Right. And he's like, yeah, he's like, but he kind of had that. Con-. I'm like, right. And, and apparently he's usually a rock solid guy. Like, I mean, I'm not here to cut the man up or insult him. But uh, <laughs> Really? Okay. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Just, you know, all signs show somebody's here shooting, drive right onto the firing line and check it out. Like, it's insane. It's pants on head crazy. Yeah, it's hashtag too dumb, man. He's he's unconsciously unaware. He doesn't know that he's dangerous. Driving me to drink. <sighs> yeah. Mimosas. That's that's the excuse M- you give yourself. Yeah, mimosas out of a slam fire mug. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Anything else, Galen, you want to share with us before we move on to Adriel? Uh, I think that's it for what I've done in guns recently because I haven't seen you in like three weeks. So other than a bit of... Okay, are you going through withdrawal or what? Kind of. Driving me to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're overdue. I'm going to a match this weekend, but uh, you haven't gotten into the indoor stuff yet. A lot of PCC guys are going to be there too, Gallon. Where's that? Halifax? Yeah, maybe you can get in for the Christmas match. Uh, what day is the Christmas? I got a thing Saturday that I can't miss. But what and the Christmas, Christmas match, I think, is December twelfth, and uh, we're all bringing out PCCs for that one because the Christmas match is kind of like a try different things, have fun match. Yeah, I could probably make that one. All right, when the registration comes out, I'll send you the link. All right, sounds good to me. Cool. All right, Adriel, what have you been up to? Oh, let's see. I. Did a video on that Catch-22, the uh, 22 ammo holder thing. Yeah. I'm doing a premiere on that. So there's an option with YouTube where you can upload a video and do a premiere. And what it is, is it goes live and it like live premieres the video. And other people can like kind of watch it at the same time as you. It does like a, a three-minute timer. And then you watch the video with, the, with other people. They ask you questions about it. And then it just goes to like a, a regular video. Kind of interesting kind of because cool. yeah, you can get uh, people ask feedback. me. You get real-time feedback, and people asked some questions. We're like, ooh, I'm going to put that in the description, or I'm going to put that in the article, or whatever, right? Does it rattle? That's really and like, cool. Yeah, they asked me questions that I didn't think about, so uh, I'm going to do that with more of them. Uh, that was interesting. I went uh, deer hunting. I saw some deer. I did not shoot any of the deer, uh, but I did shoot a coyote. Uh, oh, I was, boy. Uh, you got pictures of this thing? Nah. 
no. dude, you broke, shooting you broke a, shooting heart. a coyote. I, I took pictures of of the gun, like as I was like out in the middle of the on on my uh, on my spot where I can hunt and I can see like you know six hundred uh, yards around. But I didn't take any pictures of the coyote because that's not yeah. such, such a big deal. It's like I don't take pictures of gophers or anything like that usually either. But I was uh, I was actually on my way back from my blind, and uh, I'm like I'm in a I'm in a trail that's got like trees on both sides, and I see through the trees. Um, I, I saw some deer on the way up. Deer go out into the field and f off. And I went to my blind, and on the way back, I'm like I'm gonna check that spot again and see if those deer are still there because deer are stupid. And I didn't see the deer, but I saw something else coming my way. And I'm like, that's a coyote. That's a coyote coming my way. All right. And I'm just like in the middle of a trail. So I, I, I sat down cross-legged and I just waited for it to slowly pull in, pull in, pull in, pull in. I'm like, man, it would be just it, perfect if it got to here and then it went broadside right there. And it did it. <laughs> it it like came up like one with the right there, right there. And he, he turned. He didn't he smell stopped. you? didn't smell me the the wind was perfect actually wind was uh yeah. in my face uh, and he was uh he was he was out for something because he was uh, keeps kept smelling the ground it was moving uh in a pretty uh determined way so uh yeah came came up to what right about 50 meters and then turned broadside through like really? a little a little clearing in the trees and uh so i drilled him and uh that was uh that was my hunting so far so i'm gonna go out hunting again this weekend here and uh see if i can't get a deer this time deer and coyotes deer and coyotes would be good i saw lots of deer so how, though so so how far out were the deer uh they were let's let's say like a hundred but they're always moving always like moving in between uh trees and that kind of thing and i didn't i just don't feel like taking a shot at a at a running deer because i don't have to no there's there's lots right of weekends now. where I'll have lots of time and, and I'll I'll get a perfect shot like on that coyote where it comes in 50 meters and it turns broadside and it stops there and waits while I acquire a perfect sight picture <laughs> and, uh, you know, send it to its maker. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was I didn't shoot it in the face, but uh, weird. I did, I did drill it. Yep. Uh, that was uh, that was my weekend. Uh, Kelly, what about you? So last weekend I had uh there were supposed to be a couple maple seeds. There was ended up only being one. So CFP Kingston got canceled uh, because it was a military range. Uh, so we had to cancel at the last minute for it, oh, which is man. unfortunate. Uh, but uh, FRPC, which is my home range, which is the Frontenac Rifle and Pistol Club, Kingston, Ontario, we were able to have the last official maple seed for the 2019 season on sunday it was fantastic we had a full line as well and we were able to patch four riflemen and yeah it was really really fun time uh That's rick, good for the weather yeah oh it was freezing by the way it was, I, I wore i wore four layers of clothing it was it was cold but uh rick stopped in as well so rick Kedebeck, who is, was traveling back from bc and alberta mm -hmm. he stopped in and we all it was kind of like a, a maple seed reunion of sort because i haven't seen him in a long long time so it was me him and kevin as well as the kincaids kelly and kyle that were working the event so we had a really really fantastic time rick when he's at events he brings those rickisms that we were talking about last week uh, the dad jokes things like that so we had a really good time it was fun and yeah, it was good to see him again. Uh, what else? Oh, I got, I don't know if you can see this. Can you see this? Da, da, da. Whoa. 
So I had ordered an orange Nanook for pistol ca- uh, for pistol case from F- uh, SFRC. Um, I, I think if I continued and waited, waited for it, I would be waiting until second coming of Christ. Uh, so I went out and I bought a um, lime green pistol case and one of the, it's the two one it's the two pistol case and i had bought the classic insert as well so that i could fit both my glock and my uh shadow. shadow the only thing that i don't really like about this is it doesn't have a lot of room for megs i was able to put two megs of each in it and that's it because normally i have about i think i have uh eight or nine of the cz shadow megs and i have about a dozen of the Glock mags, so I like don't have. Put, a, I like to put my mags in my uh, in my range bag. I don't. I don't usually like carrying them with the gun. No. No, I like carrying them with the gun. And no, I really like this. So I'm going to be able, and it cuts down on it cuts down on carrying cases and that. So I really like it. Uh, but it's lime green, so that means that I know it's mine. So it's not going to walk off. And the other thing with it as well is I get to, I'm going to decorate it. So I'm going to buy some, I have some stickers, some gun stickers, but I'm going to buy a Wonder Woman sticker and throw a big one on there too. I can help you with decorating. Can you? Yes. I'm excited about that. What type of decorating are you? <laughs> We're going to bedazzle this. Oh, are we? Oh, geez. It's like your shirts. Awesome. Uh, okay. So I bought that. I'm an ex and I'm really, really excited about it. But uh, I also, so I'm going to be taking it on Saturday, uh, summer, my friend, my uh, new gunny friend, we're going to be going up to Madawaska and doing an event there. So I'm going to bring that, bring my new gun, my gun case with me. And what else? Uh, oh, I ordered, so coat of arms, they have um, a new hoodie sweatshirt combo thingy that they're doing right now. And it's, um, I ordered that, but it also, if you want, they have um, uh, coffee with it as well. So I bought the hoodie t-shirt and coffee combo is 80 bucks with the shipping. That was really good. Uh, so I'm going to be able to drink coffee. I'm going to be able to keep warm with the hoodie and I'm going to be able to wear the t-shirt next week on the show. So, cause I'm continuing this t-shirt thing. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the calendar. Oh my God. It is so good. I got a sneak peek of it a little bit. So it's about to go to printing. It'll be out soon. Yes, the link will be available soon. Uh, but I've been posting sneak peeks every day on the CCFR website, as well as my own personal uh, page, as well as a couple other pages too. If anybody's interested in the US and ordering a calendar, I will be just message me or go through Tim Crosno. Uh, he'll be able to set you up. But here in Canada, we're going to be releasing the links soon on the CCFR web store and it's going to be fantastic. That's it. That's me. Awesome. All yeah. right. So, um, huge shout out right now to NTV 69. He told me that the uh, radio shooting center has the exact uh, gas block in stock that I need. So I'm going to turn the show over to you, Kelly, you carry on while I get this gas block ordered. Okay. You're the best. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> so he totally does that because we're now at the upcoming event section and he posted this stuff in there. So, well, yeah, but I already covered it. So, 
you kind of didn't did. say what you're gonna you do. Didn't, you said we were going oh, go to ahead. talk go ahead. about go ahead. it more go ahead. in go the ahead. event go section. Ahead. Go ahead. Go so ahead. the 10th annual Podcaster Network Charity Shoe is going to be at the Rush to Goosh Gun Club. It's on Saturday, July 4th. Happy July 4th for all of us or all of our friends from the U.S. And Miss Stacy will be there. So we have to have fireworks. We just have to have fireworks. Registration and payment will be going through practice score. It's going to be $25. Mini steel challenge match. A 20, so you can actually use a 22 pistol, uh, 22 rifle, PPC, or handgun. Last time we did it, it was fantastic. It was lots of fun. So I would love to. I'm going to do it again. Uh, you can also have a half round of trap and one self-serve pistol bay is going to be set up for steel. I have no yeah. idea what we're going to be, what that means, but so what that means is Kelly, um, people who don't want to do the trap or don't want to do the, um, mini hey. steel challenge mat, have yeah, a yeah. place to go on their own time, do their own thing. It'll be pistol and 22 rifle and PCC on steel that you can reset from the shooting line. So oh. plate racks that fall over, you pull out the cable, the plates come back up. There'll be- We need uh, to make money on this. Multiple plate racks and dueling trees. And um, I like your call out idea, Adriel. Mm -hmm. So you mm. spend $5, call somebody out, and they got to take you on on the, on the dueling tree. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good idea. And I just, just one literally dueling tree came and, up and with you've it. Got, like, you've got the, the plates that you all have to flip to the one side. That's right, dueling tree, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the, the idea, Kelly, literally just came to me right now in this very second. And you said we got to make money. I'm like, okay, we got we we yeah, we got to make money on all of this, yeah. everything. So, well, I mean, you know, the Milan sixty sixes are are not free, <laughs> right? I know, cost us, right? Cost us twenty five dollars. The registration will be done through Practice Score. I'm still working on what format through Practice Score. You'll be able to pay ahead of time online. The money will go into the Rescuers Gun Club, and then we'll cut a check for the charity afterwards. So awesome. There's a question yeah. on the uh, YouTube live chat. Is there mm -hmm. RV parking near the range? Nope. Is there any kind of RV stuff? Okay, so there not is near the range. I mean, no, well, Dalhousie, there is, and Dalhousie's okay, well, that's not, not near the that. range. That's thirty I, I, minutes away. So there that's is, pretty close. Thirty it's minutes okay. is close. close. Yeah. He didn't ask if there was a campground. He asked if there was RV parking. So RV parking typically means where can I pull off on the side of the road, or can I actually park it at the range? If the man wanted Never. a campground, he would ask for a campground. So he wanted to know if he, he could park his RV at the range. So you're no. saying no. That's so. Right. Uh, Travis, Travis, yeah, it Dalhousie has lots. Don't worry about it. Come and see us. And Sherlo and Camelton, there's campgrounds in all those locations, right? So, okay, we'll have more details uh, on that soon. But also, if you'd like to join the Facebook page, just go to the 10th annual podcaster uh, network charity shoot, ask to be uh, accepted, and we'll accept you in. Yeah, cool. Nope. I'll accept Jen. How's that? You're very accepting. I know. <laughs> You're very judgy, judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's it. Okay. So, do you want to, me to still yep, continue on. on this while you go alrighty? So, Adriel. Far. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do the. the why news. don't you take over on the news because you put these in? Yeah. So the first one, uh, police are investigating after a home near Waterloo Gun yeah. Club was reportedly struck by a stray bullet. Right. Not good. No. Um, there was another one in that area. 
not too long ago as well. Well, Silverdale was uh, Silverdale was down yeah. for a bit, and uh, they reopened. And sounds like yeah, this Waterloo one sounds like the bullet went through a, a window of a home. So yeah, yeah. So good. which they say was two miles away. Yeah, what? Uh, two kilometers. Yeah, two kilometers. Two kilometers sorry, totally doable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If with a an SKS or or an AR or something like that pointed up at a, at a reasonable angle. Yep. Yeah. Not going to have very much oomph by there, but can do it. No. No falter. Okay. What's next? Uh, the next one, I don't have a, I don't have an article for this one, but uh, some of the guys on Reddit had noticed that the Doctors Against Guns were running anti-gun uh, radio ads uh, in Vancouver and some other places. So they're, yeah, uh, they're they stepping up their, their PR game. Right. And then I've also seen today that they were doing it in, uh, on, not only print media, but also on um, uh, social media and also in mainstream mm. TV as well. So not good. Yeah, a lot of those options aren't uh, aren't actually available to us for for pro gun uh, ads. You can't run a lot of that stuff on uh, uh, Google and Twitter and that kind of thing. There's just they'll be rejected. Yeah, they don't want us to counter anything. As well, this next one was uh, kind of odd. Uh, so, this uh, Heron Gate uh, home, there were 850 guns that were found, uh, confiscated by the police, uh, yeah. and then all returned because apparently it was fine. So, yeah. uh, this it sounds like uh, this guy's neighbor uh, called the cops on him. The cops showed up and they're like, "Whoa, look at all these guns! We're gonna have to catalog all these." And two months later, they said, I guess you weren't doing anything wrong, so have them all back. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> all right. Like, what? Like, sounds just... like a, a lot of work for for nothing here. Yeah. yeah. It's that we're going to take them in good faith. Don't you know? let them take them in good faith. It'd be like my initial reaction to that. Oh, you want to check on my guns? Nah. Yeah. No, no. Nah. Actually, I, I don't feel like that. Because no, I look, don't feel like, like that. This this guy had like what what's he, what's his recourse if the cops do damage? Nothing. The cops well, can blow your door down, and uh, they they don't have to pay for that. Well, the picture that's in the article is just basically a whole bunch of guns on top of each other, laying all over the floor, and but just did, a pile of did them. Did that is, guy do this, or was I'm this the cops being if, like pulling this out of out of uh, closets or, or exactly. something like that? Yeah, or it's is not, that a, or is that a file photo? We actually can't say with 100 percent sure that is a photo of photo at ottawa police service so yeah it I'm suggests that it is yeah he didn't it get arrested suggests. with unsafe storage so i'm assuming no, that didn't. it was so there you go i would assume that he has a gun room that these all go into because <laughs> there are there's no way you're gonna put all those in a safe uh and you're not that throwing many. that's all they're all i'm sure that some of them are damaged no, no. Yeah. Just by the photo. You can't just, you know, you know, like they have the capacity to store 850 guns properly. Well, apparently. Right. I don't, I don't have 850 guns. I'll tell you right now, I don't have gun cases or gun socks for all the guns that I have. So are they going to provide them? Or are they just going to shovel these things into their arms like blocks of firewood and dump them in the back of a van? <laughs> that, that's what they're going to do. That's what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. not impressed. Hey, Trevor, since you're getting into to weird guns, uh, g- green guns especially, I've got uh, I've got your next firearm here. <laughs> the firearm that no one in Canada asked for, the RDBC, uh, RD, uh, which one is this? RDBC Hunter. It's the uh, it's the California version of the uh, of the Caltech oh, yeah. Bolt Pop, and it's weird looking. It kind of looks like like a boot. Like you could, yep. you could you could take this thing and uh, and put it on its side. Here, wait. Let me let me do this live for for our uh, our viewers here, just so they can. <laughs> They can see the. Let me pipe in while you're doing that. Uh-huh. I think those are awesome. I think that's an awesome gun. Really? Why? And from everything I've read online, they're super ergonomic. Like it's better than the freestanding pistol grip, and they're crazy reliable. All the YouTube reviews are great on that thing. Really? I kind of like the idea, like how sleek it is. But as soon as you put a red dot or a scope on it, it's not sleek anymore. Like this, this thing would be like great for throwing under a, a truck seat or something like that. Where's Where's the link to this thing? Uh, it's uh, under the news the there show, for the fourth one. Yeah. Oh, the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's a. Uh, I think it's an abomination. Yeah. Look at this thing. Apparently, if you like it, it's on my it. short list. It's on Add your short list. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you, what are you saying? You like it? I think that belongs in Star Trek. No, I like it a lot. You guys are crazy. All three are crazy. Why? Why Galen. do you like it a lot? It's sleek, it's compact, it's reliable, and it's. How do you know it's reliable? You can't use Celtic reliable in the same. Nah, the RDB is supposed to be decent. Look at okay, look at this thing. And ambidextrous because it's bottom eject. Gallon, are you looking at the at the picture? I can't see a picture. Oh, you can't see the picture. Okay, you you don't know how to use the internet. But Gallon, it's two pieces of plastic clamshell together like a water gun with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, (laughs) eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five. Twenty-five blessed screws holding two pieces of crappy plastic together. And inside those two pieces of crappy plastic are pins and springs, just like a toy gun from the 70s or 80s. Right. No. And they're still in business. Cooey is not. And one of those is. (laughs) Shots fired. Shots fired. Whoa. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. It's not going to go well when you get in the car with them on the 12th, by the way. It will. It's going to be fantastic. If you put flip up sights and a light on that thing, done. Perfect carbine right there. Awesome. That gun is awesome. I'm buying one. Sweet. Man. We found the buyer. Sweet. Yeah. We need to see the other side. I want to see the other side. It looks just as bad. Down. Yeah, it looks just as bad. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Like a bowl of crushed arsenals looks the same from oh all Oh, my angles. God. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, right. We're getting close to uh, Black Friday, so you're going to start seeing some uh, some sales coming up for yeah. that. DC uh, Armory's already got one going on. What has he got going on? What is he selling? Oh, never uh, mind. Last, I'll just be quiet because we've probably got some other. We've got a se- we've got a section that we can bring it up to. Uh, I know that's well, what right? I was going to say. Uh, if you're looking for so some of them some of them are out early. Black Black Friday is November 29th, but some of them are doing it early. Uh, Tenda has Beretta 92S Italian Police Surplus nine millimeters for a three sixty nine. Sweet. I think that's the cheapest these have been. I haven't seen the Berettas cheaper than that. Like if you consider it like a Norinco, like your your average Norinco pistol is what, like 300, 350? Yeah. 
350. This is around that price, but it won't look like it's been gone after with a a, a beaver <laughs> for a, for a, a machining tools. Yeah, um and is so this is the 92 what? S, which S. is probably like the the heel the release. The mag release is on the heel. Yeah. yeah. It's not a tactical it's- Pistol. No, but it's still a cool Beretta pistol. I mean, it's a nine mil. It's a ninety-two. It's not bad, but you wouldn't use it for Ipsic. But I mean, if you don't have a handgun, there's nothing wrong with this being your first handgun. Oh, the heel release is like it's in the back left bottom. You like it's basically... an absolute worst possible place yeah, ever yeah. in the history of magazine releases. There's no yeah. doubt about it. But... I mean, if you're a cop, you don't care because like you just start pulling the trigger. But mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, that's neat. They've also got they had the one fifteen grain stuff for I think it was one seventy nine per thousand, but they're out of that. They have the one twenty four grain aluminum case stuff for two nineteen per thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, my guns run that aluminum stuff just fine, so I just don't see the point in doing brass case anymore. Not for pistol, for my rifle, I still do brass cased. Yeah. Um, and then Sean started a YouTube live stream thing. I was going to pull it up, but if I play video on my computer, it makes sound Yo. for everyone else. So I, I can't yeah. do that. But, uh, if you check out YouTube, uh, listener, Sean has, uh, has made a YouTube channel with, I forgot the other guy's name, but I think it's John the, Rogers. John, so, yes. The M14 yeah. doctor. M14 medic. Mm-hmm. Medic. There we go. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And also maple seed, maple cedar. I feel like he's yes, he's an maple seed instructor from yeah. Regina. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of neat. Good guy. Him and fun. remember Gallon. Remember you and John. You guys are, are like kindred spirits. We're, we're BFFs. He's awesome. <laughs> me and him should do a podcast. John, no. get at me about that. Yes, yes. Like, you've already got the mug that says you're a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing one with Sean already. You should just go and join their podcast. Get at me. We're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He listens to the show too. Hi, John. There we go. Uh, There's a couple of new podcasts that have popped up, up lately. Yeah. Silvercore. Uh, yep. Silvercore is out there. They got three or four episodes out. Sean, yeah, they did. They did the a. Uh, Boys. Yeah. I was just going to say Silvercore did a recently did a interview with the empty shooter mm-hmm. who is Graham Foote. When he did a fantastic job talking about maple seed, just wanted to give Graham a big shout out as well. Awesome. I should probably have said that during the shout outs. Yeah, well. Well, you know, hey. Yeah. Okay. It's not like you cooked carrots without cleaning them first, Kelly. <laughs> are you I'm taking back over that. or are we going? Uh, yeah, well, I'm ready to go. Yeah, we're, doing, okay. we're going into the my, main topic, I think. My money is spent. Your money is spent. Are you yeah. spent? Oh, I am. I have. Uh, I might have to stay home this weekend. Now I made mistakes and looked at some bottom lines and some numbers. Ooh, Nelly. <laughs> All right. So it's time for the main topic. So that's why Gallon is here, and he's not here to tell to you know do story time. He's here to do a review of the Troy One Hundred Two. So. Oh right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not a whole lot of them out in the wild yet, and people are really excited because you know stag is expensive. 
the BCL, uh, you know, for a while had questionable reliability and customer support. Still, seem to I, be a, I still got like I got a comment yesterday on that YouTube channel. Oh, I can't. I had to send it back because it wasn't running. Now, uh, it was it which or? version yes. of it? It is a, brand new. It's brand the new. new one. Brand new. Really, the newest gen. Yeah. Hmm. That's too bad. They're, they still seem to be hit and miss. Denis had an earlier one. No problem. Sold it. Got a newer one. It's really nice. There's a couple of new ones at the shop. They're really nice. So hmm, I thought all the kinks were worked out. Perhaps, you know. Hey, Gallon, still- how's the Troy running? Yeah. Does it run? Uh, the Troy has run really good so far. No hiccups, no jams, no issues. Uh, not, I find that factory mag is a little harder to seat than using a P-Mag. I just got my hands on a P-Mag to try with the rifle, so I haven't shot it a lot. Some guys say they're not super reliable, but for the couple of rounds I've put through the P-Mag, it's been nothing but reliable. But I've had zero issues shooting this Troy so far, and I like it a lot. Uh, some of the cons that guys didn't like I was reading online is the... The bolt hold open, it's a blind pin. So, like, you can't just knock it out. You would have to get a super long drill and drill that out or find some kind of way to tap it with a really small screw and back it out that way if you wanted to put, like, a bad lever or whatever on it. But I've never changed a bolt hold open in my life, so non-issue. And the rear takedown pin, somebody else was crying tears that it's a little bit recessed. Like, you can't start the takedown pin with your finger you can the front one but the rear one is either shorter or the receiver thicker there so if you want to take the gun down you have to press it in with a, a bullet tip or yeah. uh, you know your car keys or whatever so again not a big deal to me if i got to pull the bolt out i've probably got some kind of tool there to be doing whatever i'm doing or a bullet so i didn't find those were bad right bullet points what i've been using so far mm-hmm. uh pros for it reliability nothing but good things so far and the accuracy has been crazy good. I shot some surplus through it. Wasn't great. I was getting groups like two to four inches, depending on what I was shooting. I tried some Steelcase Barnall and some Norinco. And then I tried some 150 grain Federal Blue Box. That's like my go-to 308 round for like hunting and utility stuff because it's cheap. It shot MOA. Like Mm -hmm. I did four groups with it, one after another at a hundred and I I was blown away. And and then of course the federal goal match shot MOA as well. Trevor suggested I tried that. So I picked up a box, but I've been grouping very, very well. Uh, It looks really slick. It's a good looking rifle, except that Troy battle ax stock. That is the ugliest stock (laughs) in the world. Yeah, but it's not uncomfortable to shoot like when you bring it up to your face it's a nice feeling stock it's got some qd holes in it uh it's got a trap door that falls down you can double fist this thing there's so much room in there it's huge right i could park a car in that stock it's awesome so i was gonna change it out for something a little more ergonomic but then after having shouldered the rifle and shooting it a little bit like there's no reason to change this it works awesome and uh, everything seems pretty quality on it. It's got a 20-inch, 1 in 10 barrel, uh, DPMS pattern bolt. The bolt's got the uh, cuts for a forward assist, but it's a 
slick, slick side, side upper on it. It's got two yeah. ejectors on it, right? I I think I think it, it's got two plunger ejectors, right? Now I was reading on the internet. I was just about to talk to that. You're reading my mind. Some guys were saying that they only come with one now, and it's a cost cutting measure. But the one I've seen, it's got the two plunger style ejectors on it, and the gas key on the bolt is staked. Like I, it looks like they put some care and diligence into this thing. I like it a lot. Sweet. Yeah, the uh, the ejection's always hard with a with a three hundred eight, uh, but that dual ejector <laughs> really takes care of it. It's getting out of there uh, with some pretty good control that way. Hmm. Yeah, I kicked all the brass out back to my right. It's not like as good as Mini fourteen ejection when they come out, but hey, they're flying five six feet to my rear, so I was happy with it. As long as long as it's not staying in the gun, right? Gallon, what do you what did you put on for an optic? Uh, Leupold Mark IV, three and a half to ten in Vortex nice. medium rings, and it just okay. worked out. It's just that's the rings I had at home. That's the scope I had at home. So when I got my hands on the rifle, I was like, I'll try it out and see if it mounts up. Fits my face face perfectly. So I was like, great, right, perfect. Run Done. like this for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what about weight? Uh, it's not as heavy as my M14. I don't have a scale at home because I'm poor. As you guys could tell by my headset here, I live quite uh, frugally. As you drink champagne. That's baby duck, Canadian sparkling. This is like... (laughs) You are poor. (laughs) This is like $6 a bottle. Amazing. In the white liquor store. Right? You can get it cheaper elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Understood. So... uh, no, the Troy's been good. Uh, I, I found it was a little heavy, and the barrel's 20 inches, and it's like, ah, a guy could 20. change that out. Yeah, 20. It's like, ah, a guy could change that out for an 18.6 barrel and uh, have something a little it. more compact, probably not give up a lot. But yeah. with the gun shooting MOA, don't touch it. Right. Right. Leave it if alone, you ring yeah. out some groups like that, just leave it alone. Yeah. What's but it's a, a medium contour barrel. It shoots really well. Yeah, it's what, got what, a we have horrible. A for, uh, sorry, go ahead. Trevor. It's got a horrible trigger. So you got the factory trigger, factory barrel, and factory ammo, and it's shooting MOA. Yep, leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah, the trigger stunk. It's a uh it's probably the worst trigger I've shot in a while. Oh yeah, it's dropping just... a Geisley in my stag made a huge difference. Yeah, what was that model you were saying to pick up for the no, trigger? Get the rise. Get right the, here. Here get go. the rise. Get the get the package drop in. Don't get the Geisley. Gazi two stage G two. It's like two hundred fifty bucks. Done. I don't know what this thing is. Adriel's talking about. For all I know, it could be better. You'd have to you'd have to look into it. Yeah, uh, instead of a component trigger like that, it's a it's a cassette style drop in, and you can get them for about the same price. And the tr- the trigger travel will be a lot less. less. There's one that you suggested one time for my WK. It was like one forty. No, it was like one ninety nine. No? But like that's the one, yeah. If you can get one of those, that's uh, they, you know they have them at Red Deer tri- uh, Shooting Center. <laughs> they have a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, cool trigger, Red Deer. Yeah, so uh, that sounds fantastic, Cal. Uh, uh, that sounds like uh, sounds like it's kind of hitting all the all the marks that uh, we'd hope for from that thing. I really. Uh, can't wait to get it up here and put it on the scale gallon to see how it compares. You say it's lighter in your M14, so heavier in your Hog Hunter, though? 
Yeah, a little heavier than the Hog Hunter. Okay. That's with the scope on it. Yeah. It's probably still, you know, quite a bit less than my, my stag. My stag's got a fairly heavy profile barrel, the IBI. It's got the heavier stock. It's got that big 50 millimeter objective lens on it. So, I mean, I'm in the 11 pound range. You probably in the 9, 10. Yeah, if I had to guess, I was going to guess at 10 earlier, but I'm bad at estimating weight, so I didn't want to. Okay. Oh, that Rise that rise Armament Black Fallout Super Sporting Trigger 179. Oh, there you go. It's a 3. 179. Now we're, now we're talking. Yeah, 3.5 pound trigger uh, single stage. That's single. The, yeah, that's, that's, good. that's a deal to go with. Yeah, that's what's going to go in the WK when I'm not poor anymore. I am also poor. You were talking earlier about you've been looking at the account financials there. Mistake. I looked at mine this week and it was bad. Yeah. Well, says the guy with gold under his bed in the savings account. Stop it. I'm a man child. I lose my well, job. I, I had to tap in into box. the savings account. No, you chose to. You didn't have to. No, I had no, I had to. Oh. I called the bank <laughs> and I'm like, I need some of that money right now, or you're gonna be very disappointed when payments come out this week. <laughs> Awesome. All right, cool, man. Anything else on the Troy before we move on? No, that's it. Uh, I've been hunting with it a little bit, uh, mostly car hunting because I want to baby it. Yeah. And yeah. I don't have a sling that's meant for to be it. Babied. So. I mean, please. Well, I don't have a sling for it either, so that kind of makes it right. gross. But it'd be really cool to shoot a deer with it. Oh, and sure once hunting season's over, I'm going to get that gun to northern New Brunswick, and you can give it a professional review. Nice. I'm not sure it'll be any better than yours, but whatever. We'll uh, we'll give it a go anyway. So, cool. All right. Um, thank you for that, Gallon. Appreciate it. Let's jump into the listener feedback, the YouTube version. Um, something wrong with our time. It says that we're live at 1 a.m. or something like that. I don't know, Adriel, what that's about. That's my after dark show. Right. Travis just signed in for story time, unfortunately. We got twenty four viewers right now who've figured out it's not one AM that the show's on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Travis Sullivan said, Why not uh seven point six two by thirty nine? Is there much of a difference in length? Um that uh, that cartridge is a completely different beast. And the main reason why not is because the seven point six two by forty, the parent case is a two two three. So when you're converting an AR-15 or a non-restricted version of the AR-15 over to this caliber, literally the only thing you change is the barrel. If I was to build an AR in 762 by 39 which I have in the past, it doesn't use actual 308 bullets. They're like 311 or 312. So you got to get different bullets. You don't just use 308 bullets if you actually have a true 762 by 39 caliber AR. And the magazines are different. So... That's and the a, bolt, the uh, bolt is the different. Bolt is different. The bolt yeah. is uh, a weaker design, and some of mm-hmm. the uh, lugs have sheared off on some seven sixty two by thirty nine ARs. They sure have, yeah. yeah. So could be the manufacturer, though. Yep. Um, Joey said something must have been a response to about thirty thirty. So I think he's referring to the ballistics. The ballistics of the seven point six two by forty WT are very, very similar to the thirty thirty. So imagine shooting thirty thirty bullets cartridge out of your AR fifteen. An AR fifteen that can do what a thirty thirty can do. Um but with yes. less mass. 
Right? Yeah. Do, do, do. Um, Luke likes my shirt. Jeremy said, go fund me account to build another floor on Trevor's house so his vault has wall space to support his collection. <laughs> I like it. Um, and William is hitting on Kelly a lot. Um, Greg May is happy to see Gallon. Yeah, he's sweet on her. He was texting me something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will needs to get in, uh, get it. Like, uh, check yourself. Um, what else? Yes, and of course, my favorite person in the universe right now is NTV sixty nine. He just cost me two hundred bucks. It's four hundred dollars today. I spent Ooh. no four fifty. Um, no other. Questions I can say. Uh, I think collector status opens. Yeah, Jeremy's complimenting me on my T-shirt, and he should. He gave it to me. All right, cool. Um, the regular listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearm refinishing. He offers hot bluing, park rising, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood finishes. Gallon, do you like his work? Yeah, uh, I've had several guns Cerakoted by him now, and everything is good. And I got a wood gun that I might send him coming up because so far I've been pleased with everything. His prices are solid. I He did a bomb job on this hog hunter. Like, everybody I see in the woods, I'm like, check out my gun. And they love it. And then they're like, stop pointing it at me. Right. You're like, you're sensitive. So check out his... Like, uh, you need to move your truck off my range. <laughs> <laughs> Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. Follow Armory DC Gunsmith on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Armory DC Gunsmith. He has a Black Friday sale going on. The M&M M10X 18.6 inch barrel. It's non-restricted. It's that way cool updated version of an AK. It takes AK mags. It's all black, tactical. 7.62 by 39. It is on for $1,699. Also has BCL 102s in 308 for $1,399. And Chinese 7.62 by 39 ammunition, 123, 123 grain full metal jacket, corrosive surplus, just Three fifty for a case of fourteen forty. So if you want any of that stuff, hit us up. Cool. Um, well, it looks like on their Instagram they've got uh, they've got a Kui eight forty up there right now that they're gross. restoring. Were you working on that? I did. That was my work. Ah, you should show you should share these uh, these pics every week. So instead of just talking about the Instagram, you could show us a, a neat picture. Oh, if something you got that one. we're, yeah, man. I mean, I take pictures of uh, everything we work on at the shop all the time. I do a lot of before and after. And I've got this thing. I'm starting a wall of shame, like the most bubbled gun that comes into the shop. I take pictures of those as well. And uh, I also take pictures of everything that has shoot through or see through rings. There's something about Northern New Brunswickers and see-through rings we actually have a brand new remington 700 deluxe or classic or something that just came in it's in 30.6 has a beautiful wood stock nicely finished like it's what a remington 700 used to be there it's just a beautiful rifle and uh yeah uh he wants uh shoot through rings put on it because it does have sights after all so you know he'll forego a proper cheek weld for the uh adaptability of shoot 
through rings. Yeah. So if you would like to. Why doesn't to he get quick detach? Uh, have you guys not heard of this in northern New Brunswick? They come off. Yeah, I know, right? Apparently not. Uh, and, and then you can, if your scope is to the point where you can't use it anymore, you might as well take it off and still get a proper cheek weld. But yeah. Scopes aren't like bad like they used to be. Scopes That's are right. good enough these days that we can just leave the scope on there. You don't need backup irons. This is in Afghanistan. Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. So ridiculous. Um, if you'd like to email your opinion on shoot through rings to the show, you can do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. That takes us to shout outs. And I don't remember. Yeah, this is last week's shout out. So I got no shout outs. Weird. Okay. To, to Muffin. Muffin is listening again. Muffin has gotten all savvy with the technology. He's got a new iPhone and like wireless headphones. And when he's in his shop working, he listens to us. Hmm. Yeah. Good. Good to have him back as a listener. And we're sorry. Not that sorry. Who else? No one else is speaking up, so I see. No, I've got some shout outs. If they don't want to go ahead of me, I can still talk. Go ahead. All right, perfect. I'll do a shout out to Justin for taking my side at the range this afternoon. Uh, I want to do a shout out to (laughs) all my Maple Seed friends. And I want to do a big shout out to John Rogers because he said I can be on his podcast. Oh, this is going to be be horrible. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) It's going to be bad. I so am going to tune into that episode. That Not that I don't awesome. listen already, Sean. Really? Sean's on. His viewership He's just thinking. went whoop. Yeah. <sighs> I also have a shout out. Just wanted to say thank you to Tim Crosno for taking care of things down in the US with respect to the calendar. But just saying hi to, to He's, he's Chris- CCFR South. Yeah, he is, isn't he? So Kristen, Stacy, and Sam. Uh, Stacy's on her way right now. She should be actually there almost, I think. She was flying out of uh, Detroit and flying down to Dallas. And so she's staying with Crosno and, and uh, Kristen tonight, and she's going to see Sam. So I just want to say hi because they're all going to be listening. Hey. 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 Hey, guys. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Okay. Awesome. That's it. All right. Cool. Um, Adriel, no. All right. So, um, did we do these Patreonies last week? I don't remember if we yes. did. Yes, we, we did. did. All right. I forgot to take them out. My bad. Okay. So, um, thank you for listening, everyone. And until next week, be sure to you know show your support for the show by um, if you're going to visit Cabela's, you can visit it by going through our website. And if you do that, we'll get a bit of a kickback. If you want to hear Storytime with Gallon on a Patreon episode, you could do that be- by becoming a Patreone. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get access to bonus material and uh, a little bit of swag in the mail. So, yes, um, help support the show by following us on Patreon. You can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio. And also, it's very important, we, we're, we are still fighting. We lost the election but we haven't lost the war. Mm-hmm. Please join the Canadian firearms, uh, the Canadian coalition for firearms rights and check us out on the gun owners of Canada. We've got our own little home over there and, uh, like us on Facebook so we can, uh, be an orphanage. 
Cabela's Cabela's has uh, Winchester nine millimeter one fifteen grain uh, boxes of fifty for eleven ninety nine right now. Really? That's the Winchester Forge steel case. No, this is just their brass. Uh, it looks like just their brass boxer primed reloaded uh, one fifteen grain, mind you. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. but eleven ninety nine per box. I remember when like ammo used to be like super expensive, like fifteen bucks was like a pretty good price per box, like small lots, right? Yeah. But twelve bucks is that is cheap on a per round basis. What was that? Twelve divided by fifty, twenty four cents a round? For a box of fifty, that's good. You can get you can beat that on thousands, but Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Cool. Yeah. All right, everybody. See you next week. Later, Gators. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.